Hey, come on in, come on in, and welcome to Entrepreneurs Can Party. Let me show you around. This is an entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, and those aspiring to be so. The aim is to introduce you to inspiring, like-minded people who are doing what they love every single day and having so much fun in the process. You see, business can and should be fun. I'm your host, Scott Stockdale, and it's my job to tease out their habits, routines, successes, failures, favorite resources, books, etc., etc. All that good stuff. Alrighty, make yourself at home, grab yourself a drink, and let's get this party started. Hey, hey, welcome to episode 97 of Entrepreneurs Can Party. I'm your host, Scott. And on today's monthly update, I want to share some things which are working for me so far in 2021, and then some things which aren't quite working yet. And the reason I wanted to share them is because I think it's useful as much for me as is for you to reflect on these experiences and to address them now so that I can work on and improve on them for the rest of this year. And hopefully by sharing my own experiences, I think there are some useful lessons that you'll be able to pick out as well. And certainly some resources which I think are really, really valuable and that I would encourage you to check out. And of course, they'll be linked to in the show notes. So to kick it off, I wanted to pick out one thing which was working and that certainly is Medium. So this is a platform I've talked about a number of times on the podcast now and I started writing on Medium in September of last year. And for those who don't know, Medium is essentially the YouTube of writing. So it gives writers an opportunity to share their ideas, share their thoughts about anything really, and to get paid in the process. So one of my most recent articles around creating Udemy courses and making passive income from them has blown up. It's done way better than I could have anticipated. And there's a number of reasons for that, which I have shared in a recent article as well, which I'll link to in the show notes. Uh, I think it mainly boils down to, so the article, a bit of context, is around, yeah, making uh, $17,000 passive income per month from Udemy courses. And this is based purely on experiences on myself, actually making my own Udemy course, but more importantly from Louise Croft, who appeared earlier in Entrepreneurs Can Party last year. Um, I'll link to that episode in the show notes. Really interesting conversation. Louise is amazing. We've got to know each other really well since. So yeah, it talked about exactly that, kind of laid out a strategy to do that. And to date, the article has had over 26,000 views and has made me just over $500, which is insane (laughs) for me because I just see Medium really as a place to have fun, you know, to share ideas and to Uh, to write content. I love writing, so it makes a lot of sense for me to be on that platform. And yeah, getting those sorts of numbers blew me away. And I was like, you know, checking the notifications every two minutes, which was really bad for me. I shouldn't be doing that, but it's just so addictive getting that dopamine rush. And uh, yeah, it has since kind of slowed down a little bit, but even now it's getting regularly 200, 300 views a day, which um, still far exceeds anything I'd written before in terms of views. So The reason I wanted to share that is because, as I've talked about before, Medium is such an amazing underutilized platform, particularly if you're big into writing. You know, we hear all the time of people pushing things on social media and YouTube, etc. And not many people are talking about Medium. And I want to be an advocate of it, particularly if you are a writer, because it is, yeah, such a great platform to not just make money and write you know, work, but also to connect with some really incredible people. Just yesterday, at the time of this recording, I spoke to a girl called May, who I've messaged a number of times on the platform, and we've kind of been 
and we've been messaging each other in the comment sections of our various posts because we really enjoy each other's work. So just being able to speak with her and learn from her experiences of writing and uh, hearing her stories about making even more money than I have and having really viral success on Medium was really inspiring and it gave me an even bigger motivation to keep doing what I'm doing. So yeah, that's just one example. Amadeep as well, who will be appearing very shortly uh, past, I can't remember what episode I've scheduled it for, but he will be appearing in a couple of weeks to uh, share his thoughts on Medium as well. So he's the one of the co-editors of Entrepreneur's Handbook, which published my article, which then went viral. And yeah, he's his experiences of how he's got to a point where he's had over a million views on Medium in less than a year. So really inspiring guy as well. And yeah, this this ability to connect with people, uh, writers, just really interesting people is another reason to jump on Medium. So I wanted to share that to just show you what is possible with this platform. And it's incredible, like even though this platform has been around, I don't know the exact date, it's got to be over 10 years and I've known about it for a good five years. The number of people I've spoken to about it who still have never heard of it blows my mind. So yeah, well worth checking out Medium. I think it's an amazing platform. So that's the first thing that's been working for me so far in 2021. I want to kind of alternate, do a bit of yin and yang. So I will now be talking about something that's not quite worked for me so far in 2021, and that is exercise. So I got into a really, really good habit prior to Christmas of working out every morning, waking up at 4.30 to do an hour of exercise either in the gym or at home, and that was working really well. I was feeling really good, I was eating really healthily as well, I was starting to actually build some muscle, which for me being very tall isn't always easy to do and it's not always sort of visible, but I could see visible gains and it was really rewarding and satisfying and yeah, I was feeling really full of energy and and really good and I've since slipped out of that a little bit, or I say a little bit, a lot. I've barely done any exercise since I've been back in my hometown over Christmas and I've stayed here uh, past the new year as well just because my car has its MOT, nothing <laughs> nothing exciting. But uh, I will soon be moving back to Manchester and I think once I've moved back into that environment and I have uh, just more freedom on what I can eat, I think I'll then be able to jump back into exercise. But yeah, it's been a real disappointment for me because like I said, I could see visible progress and I was feeling really full of energy and uh, the best shape I've been in my entire life and it's so incredible how quickly you fall out of it. I know Alicia Vikander who trained for uh, the Lara Croft role, she was talking on a video that I watched about her training for Lara Croft and it's, I think she said it, you know, she was training for a good three or four months, got really toned, she was looking really sharp and then within a couple of weeks she basically lost it all. <laughs> Um, because she didn't stick to the program and yeah I can relate to a somewhat lesser degree so that's certainly one thing that's not working but I'm hoping to get back on the horse so to speak very very soon. Moving back to something that's winning for me in 2021 and that is Udemy itself. So so the first course I released last November has so far made over $530 which Again, just blows my mind that people are actually willing to pay for this. A lot of these people admittedly are people in my network, which is really incredible and obviously really grateful. These Many of listeners actually of this very podcast have been able to support the, the course and it's I'm yeah, really, really grateful for that. 
And there's also been a lot of people just around the world who I've never met before in my life who have bought the course and have left reviews and said they really got a lot out of the content, which is also really, really nice. So that is certainly something I'm looking to build on. I've already got a couple more courses in the pipeline around podcasting. I'll also be uh, collaborating with Louise uh, again, hopefully very soon to create a course around SEO, which has been in the pipeline for ages now, but with COVID and uh, just circumstances. She's recently had a baby as well. Uh, There's been a number of factors which have prevented us from doing this, but hopefully March of this year, COVID permitting, we will be able to do that, which would be fantastic. So my goal, which I'll actually, I'll share a bit later because I'm going to talk about goal setting very shortly. So Udemy, certainly something that's winning for me at the moment and I'd like to continue that success. And if you too want to actually get involved with Udemy and start making your own Udemy courses, you know, make passive income money whilst you're sleeping. It is the most incredible feeling and it is entirely doable. So I will leave a link to Louise's uh, Udemy course around creating Udemy videos, which is fantastic. And that's certainly how I got started. And uh, yeah, for only £10, you learn how to make passive income, which could last you a lifetime. So a really valuable skill. And uh, yeah, I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. It's well worth a watch. And it's only a couple of hours long, so you can kind of dip in and out of it. And what Louise doesn't know about Udemy really isn't worth knowing. So well worth checking that out. So that's something else that's been winning and working for me so far. In terms of something else that's not been working, so laziness i'd say i'd say laziness has crept into my routine in 2021 what do i mean by that i think a lot of that does stem from not working out as much and not having that strict routine but i have found it has kind of slipped into my work as well particularly at work where i'm not being as productive as i'd like to be so things like taking slightly longer lunch breaks and going down youtube rabbit holes when i know i should be not doing that and things of that nature yeah, I need to make an effort to cut that stuff out. And I've been thinking about how I can do that. And I think there's a few options. I mean, the YouTube one, I could just ban YouTube from my laptop, which sounds really extreme, but it's certainly an option. I think as well, just removing as many distractions from my environment as possible. So I know actually when I go back to Manchester, um, I did recently buy a PS2 before Christmas, which has been fantastic. And it's brought a lot of nostalgia back. Um, But actually, on reflection, that's probably not the best move if I'm wanting to be more productive. So I might move that to my spare room when I get back to Manchester. So things like that, just making your environment as, uh, or making my environment as friendly to productivity as I can, I think that could be something that will snap me out of the laziness. And I think as well, as I've touched on, being back at the gym and uh, working out, or maybe not even at the gym, just working out at home again and having that routine of getting up at 430 Um, being stricter with myself essentially will I'm sure be beneficial so that's something I want to uh, certainly get back on in February of of this year. All right so moving back on to something that's been working for me sleep sleep oh my god I've had the best sleep uh, I've ever had in the last week or so which has been really nice and I think there's a few things which have Uh, helped with this which I'll share now so a lot of these tips actually came from Molly McLaughlin who appeared on Entrepreneurs Can Party again I'll link the episode in the show notes I believe it was episode 82 or 84 something like that and Molly is the founder of sleepersaskill.com and she helps people get better night's sleep and live more productively and her experiences of sleep and with sleep have been 
very up and down and she shared that on the podcast of yeah her insomnia episodes and panic attacks at the Coliseum and all sorts of things she's had to go through but yeah she has turned it around and she dropped some really interesting insights into that episode around resources and tools she has found useful to get in a better night's sleep one of those things she talked about was actually setting your room for a better night's sleep so what she calls sleep optimization and a few of those things which I'll share now which have been really useful for me one of which is to set your room or get your room as close to a temperature which is comfortable for you to get a better night's sleep but not too warm not too cold so around what I found around 13 degrees 13 14 degrees seems to work so it's a little on the cool side but it's not like you're freezing your tits off it's it's a nice uh, feeling that you can kind of wrap up in your in your duvet and keep warm and um, very cozy so yeah having the right temperature in your room really important the other thing was not having blue light an hour before you go to sleep preferably an hour and a half to two hours before you go to sleep so that just means switching off your screens essentially not going on your phone not watching tv they're the two main corporates so if you can avoid doing that an hour to two hours before you go to sleep that's really helpful and i can certainly yeah resonate with that because since i've switched my phone off at least an hour before i go to sleep usually two hours before i go to sleep and usually just spending an hour reading in bed is yeah it's been really transformative to my sleep and to be fair i've always had pretty good sleep anyway but there was certainly a few weeks around christmas where i was getting into a bad habit of going on my phone late and you know you know the storage going through social media pointlessly and um and listen to music even and things like that so snapping out of those sort of habits and um not going on my phone as much has certainly helped but yeah reading is the big thing and more specifically because you know reading fiction is one thing but reading non-fiction is something else i tend to stick to stories because it just helps your mind get lost a little bit and you're not thinking too much about what you're reading you know i've read non-fiction works in the past you know from the likes of Yuval Noah Harari who's one of my favorite authors but trying to read something about human history before you go to sleep could potentially have the reverse effect and actually keep you awake so yeah reading fiction just on that sleep point really really useful okay so something else i want to improve on in 2021 so it's not quite working for me in the moment is activities with friends now i know obviously covid has made this difficult for everyone and you know there's only so much we can actually physically do whether it's go for a walk or have zoom calls or facetimes or uh, quizzes you know games nights that sort of thing and they've all been lovely don't get me wrong but that has certainly got to a point now where i think what we eight nine months in in lockdown in the uk at least and i'm kind of itching to do something else you know to actually do a different activity with friends and yeah i don't quite know how i'm going to do this yet and a lot of it's going to be dependent on covid and being out of lockdown but yeah i would like to do different activities with friends you know maybe go to cocktail bars or uh, play more sport or even go on holiday uh, to somewhere in the uk something like that i think that would be really nice so something i want to actively work on potentially the second half of 2021 but maybe even going into 2022 and beyond which might be more realistic but yeah something that's i'm not quite happy with at the moment i feel like i'm kind of stagnating and not really 
um, doing the things I would like to do as much. So yeah, that's it's going to be difficult, but certainly second half of 2021, moving into 2022, that could be a focus for me. Another thing that's working for me is doing a six-month plan. So it's the first time I've ever done this, and the reason I got the inspiration to do it was because I took a course by Tom Coegler, who I will link to in the show notes, and I'll link to his course as well, which is free, completely free to take. It's only a couple of hours long. And I came across Tom through Medium, and he is a fantastic writer, love his work. He talks a lot about writing and business and all those sorts of things, which I love, obviously. And he, yeah, he did this course on Oberlo, and it's really good, really, really good. He lays out some really great tips. I've implemented many, so actually things like writing down 100 goals that you'd like to accomplish over your life, uh, doing mood boards, taking inspiration from influencers, and then the six-month plan, which was the majority of the course. And the six-month plan lays out primarily your goals for the coming six months, and it gets you to think about all the steps that are involved to reach that goal. So I'm not actually going to share mine because I'm a little bit weird and superstitious about goals and I sometimes think if I share them too openly then it makes me less likely to achieve them and maybe I'll get demotivated. So yeah, only a handful of my really close friends actually know what my goals are. Um, But in terms of yeah, how the six-month plan works. Yeah, you lay out your goals and then every day you kind of journal and reflect on how much progress you're making towards your goals and you set yourself steps each week to, to kind of work towards those. It's going to be very hard to explain it without you seeing the visuals, so I'm not going to try and explain it any more than that, but I would encourage you to check out Tom's course. He, yeah, he's a really good teacher and it's only a couple of hours and it's totally free, so it's well worth doing. And I'd say this, as much as anything, has really given me that, that motivation to um, yeah really work towards my goals actually and to really have focus I think that's the big thing because I'm certainly guilty of shiny object syndrome where I see something shiny like a magpie and I'll try and pick it up and do it so so a good example of this actually which I've managed to avoid is Clubhouse which you've probably heard many people talk about and I've certainly heard people talk about it a lot and even just yesterday at work someone mentioned it And yeah, I've tried to avoid it because I know, or at least because I think it could be another fad and I don't think it's potentially going to last long. I could be proved wrong and actually I wouldn't mind that at all. But for me at least, yeah, I'm just trying to get more focus and there are things I'm focusing on. I've already mentioned a couple of those. So, you know, my goals aren't, even though I'm not really revealing them, you can probably (laughs) deduce to some extent what they're focused on. And um, yeah, they're going to be their main focuses. So yeah, it gives you real clarity and gives you a roadmap of how you can work towards your goals. So highly recommend Tom's course, and like I said, I'll link to that in the show notes. In terms of something else not quite working for me yet, so going back to the other column, if you like, is relationships. And I've (laughs) talked about this multiple times on the podcast and also on my Medium. If you want to check out my Medium pieces, I've uh, laid out some very detailed analysis of this. Um, Yeah, it's, it's something I'm still... I'm always thinking about, to be honest. It's certainly, you know, I feel like I'm ready for a relationship. It's just a matter of uh, circumstances still making it a little difficult to meet people. Um, But I think also, even though I'd like the idea of it, I'm still not fully sure if I'd be able to give it a relationship as much care and attention as it would deserve. Um, Because I've just got so many other things I'm working on. So, yeah, I'm at a weird place with it. And I say it's something I'm working on because I would love to... Yeah, be in a relationship with someone and 
uh, one of my mentors, Travis, he has uh, told me that his uh, having a relationship with his girlfriend has been like a massive life hack in some ways. And I say that not in the life hacky sense, but more that it's just improved his life so much and he's been able to lean on his girlfriend for so many things and she's taught him so much that it just sounds really, really nice and I'd like to experience that as well. So yeah, it's something I'm working on and um, and as I shared in the episode with Shonda, if you listen to that only a couple of episodes ago, Shonda Howard, who is a self-hypnosis coach, yeah, that was a really powerful experience of me kind of going through that exercise with her and talking about my beliefs around relationships and how I need to work on it. So yeah, definitely a focus for 2021. Keep working on those beliefs around um, or improving my beliefs around relationships and being feeling that I'm worthy of love and affection as, uh, as cheesy as that might sound. You know, even just a couple of years ago, I'd have been like, that sounds very woo-woo and I wasn't totally on board with it but the more I've spoken to people on the podcast and uh, the likes of Zoe Elmore who um, is a big believer in sort of the law of attraction stuff and beliefs and things like that and um, Samantha Gordon as well who appears uh, how to be zen in a crisis her book and uh, obviously Shonda as well I've had a lot of conversations with people who you know really believe in this stuff and I think there might be something in it as well certainly believing in yourself more so yeah something I'm going to be working on in 2021 and just on that, I'd like to hear um, what beliefs you are wanting to challenge in 2021. So if you want to get in touch, you know where to find me, Entrepreneurs Can Party on uh, Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn as well, Scott Stockdale, or shoot me an email, scott.entrepreneurscanparty.com. And the final practical win I want to share with you, which I believe you could implement today, really, is around planning and more specifically planning your uh, day ahead in the morning. So I've dabbled with this and I've experimented ways of planning and being more productive and time management all that sort of stuff uh, a lot over the years and I've kind of found a place now I'm quite happy with how I plan my days and it kind of goes as follows so I have just a normal kind of diary like a time calendar thing um, just like in a little notebook which I tend to log okay what events I've got coming up whether that's podcast interviews or uh, you know I've got to car's got its MOT for example or just really practical things and I'll write them all down in the diary of when they take place and the time etc. I'll then uh, on a Sunday I will list out okay what are my plans for next week and every single day it'll be like okay what events are coming up and what ongoing practices do I need to do whether that's journaling or uh, recording episodes or morning routines um, all those sorts of details have it all on a piece of A4 paper which, yeah, I write out on a Sunday. And then when it comes to every single day, so I'll then look at this sheet of paper for the week ahead, and I'll be like, okay, Monday I've got this, 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 and this to do. And I uh, take that to my um, to my desk and write it down on another piece of paper. Okay, this is what I need to do today. And if anything at work crops up any other meetings, then I'll add those to the list as well. And I've just found doing that in the morning really uh, gives me a sense of, okay, what is actually achievable today? based on not just what I've got to get done, but also my own energy levels. Because there will be some days where I just don't feel like, for whatever reason, might not have had the best night's sleep, or uh, maybe feeling uh, the weather's impacting my mood, or something like that. Yeah, there will be some times where I'm just not quite on it as much as I want to be. So planning out my day in the morning, when I've got a sense of what my energy levels are like, and how productive I'm feeling, 
yeah, I find that's a better way of doing it rather than planning the night before, which is what I used to do. And to be fair, that's still better than not planning your days out at all, in my opinion. But I just found planning the night before, I would sometimes overestimate what I could actually get done in a day. And I'm someone who likes to really meet all my goals in a day or meet all my things that I've got laid out. And if I don't quite do them, then I feel a bit like, ah, not quite as productive as I'd like to be. So I'm probably weird like that, but I found that to be useful and maybe you'll find that useful as well. So really practical one to end it with. Yeah, planning each uh, day ahead in the morning. And I'd be keen to hear how you get on with that. As I would with any of these tips. So I know I've whittled through them quite quickly and I'm not going to recap those, but things like Medium, things like Udemy, things like planning a six-month plan, uh, better night's sleep and planning each morning, I think could be really viable things for you to do and to implement. And they've certainly worked for me so far this year. And obviously I've still got some things I want to work on in 2021 and actually improve on these existing practices as well. But hopefully this gives you some, yeah, some some ideas. Um, me and my friend Jacob, who I have to give a shout out to because we have um, regular calls and we keep each other accountable to our goals. And we always have a session at the end of our calls of like, okay, what ideas have you got for me this week essentially? And what have I got for you? And it's nice to exchange these ideas and, you know, I think it just kind of gives you a better capacity to take on new ideas because, you know, we've only got so much time in the day to read stuff. So if we can uh, synthesize that information and share it with other people, it lifts us all up, lifts all the, the, the boats in the tide. So that's my parting gift for you today on this Saturday. Hope you found this episode useful. If you've got any comments or feedback, I'd love to hear them as always. And until next time, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Hope you can smash some of your goals for 2021 or you've already started to work towards those. And I'll speak again very, very soon. Do take care. Hey, hey. So outsourcing to a virtual assistant for less than $5 an hour has been a game changer for me. My VA living in Vietnam is, for one, a lovely human being, and two, she saves me so much time every single week since we started working together in May 2020. She produces these episodes, she edits audio, she sends emails to guests, she creates social media posts, she writes show notes, completes ad hoc tasks, and we spend less than one hour a week communicating over Zoom and email. Pretty dreamy, am I right? Well, I now share all these systems, insights and mistakes I've made in my very first Udemy course so you too can outsource to a virtual assistant and save over 10 plus hours a week. Since launching in November 2020, over 80 students have enrolled and the course has received over 20 five-star ratings. To find out more, check out the link in my show notes where you can get an exclusive discount or visit udemy.com forward slash course forward slash outsource hyphen two hyphen a hyphen virtual hyphen assistant. That's not easy to say. Let me just repeat that. That's udemy.com forward slash course forward slash outsource hyphen two hyphen a hyphen virtual hyphen assistant for more details.